0: mike slater
1: america wk with your host andrew wk explore those parts of ourselves that never occurred to us that we even could investigate there is so much to lead us so many places that we can go so many roads to follow and most of them and the most valuable ones are inside of ourselves America WK, Saturdays, 10 a.m. to noon on the Blaze Radio Network. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is Mike Slater. Slater for Thank you for being here, Slater Radio, on uh, Twitter. Search for the Mike Slater Show on Facebook. Tonight, maybe tomorrow, we're going to release a, uh, a new video uh, that we made, mm, don't really want to give it away. I haven't told anyone about the video yet, so I don't know how to pitch it without giving it all away. Um, I guess I can say this cause it's still worth watching. Uh, a, uh, high schooler diagnosed with brain cancer, uh, lost all of his hair and the football team that he was on. They all shaved their heads in solidarity of, uh, for their teammate to fight alongside him, uh, in his, uh, battle against this brain cancer. And uh, we were there when they uh, took off their helmets around Bryson uh, for the first time. Really, really cool moment. So It'll make you cry. So we're going to release that video uh, tonight or tomorrow. You can just you just like the Mike Slater show on Facebook. It'll pop up on your newsfeed whenever we uh, put it up there. Um, do, 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 do. Let's play this clip here of uh, Hillary Clinton on Rachel Maddow. Let me say this real quick about Maddow. Maddow, as far left progressive as they come. Not a hack. Really smart. I disagree with her on everything ever. Uh, But really smart. She would have hosted or moderated a much better debate than the hacks of CNBC. Big difference between asking thoughtful, provoking, challenging, difficult questions. Even adversarial questions. Versus being a hack. (laughs) Which is what we got two hours of the other day Anyway, uh, this is Hillary on Rachel Maddow
0: One policy question that I think um, The Republicans are raising, they're talking about Amongst themselves, hasn't really burst Into a general election conversation yet, but I am Genuinely shocked by it Um, Which is that it's becoming sort of fashionable In Republican circles to talk about abolishing the VA, uh, privatizing The VA, getting rid of it, uh, throwing Veterans onto the mercies of the for-profit Healthcare system Um, The reason they are able to propose something that radical is because the problems at the VA seem so intractable. Mm-hmm. If I had been running a Republican campaign against President Obama last year, I would have run it entirely on the VA. Mm-hmm. A bureaucracy, a bloated big government program that can't be fixed and let's do right by our veterans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do, you, do you have any new ideas for trying to fix it? I mean, every, there, you can't find a person in politics who doesn't say we shouldn't do right by our veterans. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, this can't get fixed fast enough. Yeah, and I don't understand that. Uh, You know, I don't understand why we have such a problem because there have been a number of surveys of veterans and overall veterans who do get treated are satisfied with their treatment. Much more so than people in the regular system. uh, It's exactly right. Right. Now, nobody would believe that from the coverage that uh, you see uh, and the constant uh, berating of the VA that comes from the Republicans in, in part in pursuit of this ideological
1: Agenda that part- ha- what's 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 our ideological agenda? What could possibly be the ideological agenda with this? What are you talking about? Like, I, 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 her whole, so frustrating. You are supposed to forget that more than 120,000 veterans were put on non-existent wait lists. Non-existent, not secret. Waitlist. The secret waitlist implies that it's there, but no one knows about it. This is a non existent waitlist. Did not exist. Put there until they died. We're supposed to forget about Thomas Breen, 71 years old, went to the VA, was told to go home. They said, We'll call you. He went home. Things got worse. He started bleeding when he would go to the bathroom. But Thomas was so proud of his military service, he refused to go anywhere except the VA. They took him to the VA emergency room. He was told to go home and wait. We'll call you. Every single day, every day, his kids would call the VA. Every day. This was September 28th last year. He died November 30th. The VA called his daughter on December 6th and said, We now have time to see your father. She said, You're a little too late, sweetheart. His daughter said, At the end is when he suffered. He screamed, he cried. And that's something I'd never seen him do before, cry, never. He cried in the kitchen right here. Don't let me die. Why is this happening to me? Why won't anybody help me? Things are fine though. Things are fine. We're supposed to forget that still today, a third of veterans on the wait list have died. They're dead. Third third of them are, are currently on wait list are dead. You're supposed to ignore the fact that even today, a year plus after the scandal's been revealed, that wait times are worse. And you know the excuse? The excuse is that wait times are worse because the VA isn't lying about them as much as they were before. And then the other day, I talked to the whistleblower from the VA in Phoenix, the whistleblower. And let me just share this one story again. I'll try to articulate this clear. It's so... It doesn't matter how clearly I articulate it. like It will never make sense in your brain. So no matter how I explain this, it won't make sense. But he says, if you go to the VA today, you walk in and you say, I needed an appointment. And they say, okay, we'll see you on December. Or we have an opening on December 10th. And you say, gosh, I can't make it on the 10th. Uh, do you have another day available? And they say, yeah, the 14th. And you say, perfect, the 14th. Let's do it, December 14th. Any rational person would look at that and say that that is a 44-day wait list. 30 days in November, 14 days until the appointment, that's 44 day wait. But the VA counts that as a four day wait. They count the wait list or the wait time from the first available appointment to your actual appointment. That's what they say the wait time is. So whenever you hear someone under oath at a a, uh, congressional hearing talking about wait times, it's not a real, I don't even know how to explain it. That's not real life. That's like it's a totally made up metric they're not including the weight. like it's ugh, I don't even know how to explain it you know you you get what i'm saying though they made up a new definition that's what they made up a da- new definition of wait time and the wait time is from the first available appointment to the actual appointment not from the day you make the appointment to the day you see a doctor it's crazy there's absolutely no accountability whatsoever and you know why they do all this they do all this because it's a broken, it's a bureaucracy, right? Everyone knows it's a bureaucracy. Everyone knows that incentives are screwed up in a bureaucracy. So they had to add incentives. They had to, they, they said, wow, wait times are, are forever. We need to, let's add an incentive. Let's incentivize the people at the VA to do a better job for patients by saying, hey guys, if you decrease wait times, we're going to give you more money. But instead of actually decreasing wait times, they just put people on non-existent wait lists till they died. They didn't actually treat people quicker. They didn't treat people better. They manipulated. They lied. They deceived so that they could pocket more money. That is a broken bureaucracy. Hillary Clinton's like, what? I don't even know. People love it. And here's the most frustrating thing of all. This is the thing that's so discouraging. This is an issue, the VA, that everyone on all sides of the political aisle hate. Hate. What's going on? And we still can't fix it. This is something everyone agrees on. Everyone, Bernie Sanders to Rand Paul, T- uh, Ted Cruz, whatever, and it doesn't matter. The the entire political gamut, socialists to your most ardent free market capitalist. Right, everyone agrees that it's broken everyone agrees that it's important everyone agrees everyone can understand it it's not complicated it's not it's not like uh, it's not like we're talking about the export import bank or something like that that people are like what or the federal reserve this is something everyone understands and we still can't fix it and if this is something that we all agree on we all want to fix and we all understand and this can't get fixed how is anything ever going to get fixed in D.C.? How is anything that people disagree on going to get fixed? How is anything that people may not fully understand ever going to get fixed? If this can't get fixed, nothing can get fixed. And my argument is that the VA can't be fixed. It's impossible. The incentives, again, they're too messed up. Incentives don't work in government land. They don't. They work in the real world, but they don't work in government land because they, it's not based on reality. Again, if the incentive was to, if you decrease wait times, we'll give you more money. And they did. They decreased wait times. But the incentive wasn't, did you actually serve the patients better? Big difference. And the only reason that the VAs worked as long as it has, or as well as it has, it's because there's so many good people who work there for the right reasons but a bureaucracy can only hang on for so long on the goodness of your heart because the brain dead bureaucracy will eventually win 888 900 3393 888 900 3393 um Slater radio on twitter what a it's it's so it's so discouraging that we can't fix uh, this one. And it's such a simple fix, too. Um, this VA whistleblower we were talking to, he's talked about the Choice Act. And it's simple. You give every patient, every VA p- patient, um, the option, a voucher, to go and go wherever they want. <laughs> it's like, why Why would you not give a veteran that option? Just give it. Basically, it's a PPO plan. They can go wherever they want, out of network, and get treatment for whatever they're whatever they need, like Why is that so difficult? And what that would do is that would create a little bit of competition. The VA doesn't need to change their incentive program. By the way, the VA knows now. They've at least recognized that the incentives screw things up so badly um, that they've gotten rid of the incentive to uh, decrease wait times. But um, the VA doesn't need new incentives. They need competition. And this whistleblower said, if we instill a little bit of competition in the system, by a veteran having a choice, go to the VA or go somewhere else. He said, then maybe they'll hire people or people will change their attitudes so that when I walk into a VA, they'll smile at me as opposed to treating me like just a number. And speaking of numbers, I asked this whistleblower. I said, is it true that 22 veterans, die, uh, 22 veterans commit suicide every single day? Is it true that 22 veterans commit suicide every single day? And he said, no, 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 that's, that's, a, that's a myth. And I said, Oh man, I felt like I felt really bad. I said, gosh, I've been I've been spreading that myth for a long time. I've been saying for like a year or so that twenty two veterans die every every month every day. Twenty 22 veterans commit suicide every day is what I've been saying. And this guy who specializes, this whistleblower, he specializes in uh suicidal veterans. Um he said, No, that's a myth. And I was like, Oh geez. I was Alright, well what's the what's the real number? And I'll have to correct the record. And he said, Well that number put out by the VA.'" It doesn't include veterans from California, Texas, or some other big state, and uh, it doesn't include numbers of veterans who are uh, suicide by cop, and there's some other metric that it doesn't include. And I said, oh, so, so it's worse than 22 a day. And he said, yeah, 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 worse than 20, like more like more than 20. I thought he was going to come back and be like, no, 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 it's not 22 a day. It's four. It's, it's three a day or 22 a week or 22 a month or something. He came. He's like, no, 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 no. It's way more than 22 a day. They don't include veterans from California and Texas, the two most populous states. I don't know if it's one and two or one and three, or I think it's one and two. Maybe New York's in there. I don't know. But whatever. Two of the most populous states. Don't include them. Don't include veterans from those states. Amazing. 22 a day. More than 22 a day. one 93 Mike Slater, show the Blaze Radio Network. Spread the word.
0: You're listening to Mike Slater on the Blaze Radio Network.